Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former Royal and new post for B Team Blue Side assistant coach, BB Miller. How are you doing today, BB? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be on the show, man. An honor to have you, man. I was so happy when you agreed to do this. You've always been one of my good friends, so it's been great to have you on, man. Yes. So, what are you up to now? So, right now, I am down in Powell, Wyoming. Uh, for graphic design in college. It's about an hour and a half south of Billings. And I've been there for three semesters so far. I have one more semester upcoming uh, that I'm leaving for soon. And it's a two-year college. So as soon as I'm finished with that, I will finish my associate's degree, get that tucked underneath my belt, and we'll see where we go from there. Are you hoping to go on to a four-year school for graphic design? I am. I am. That's uh, an interest of mine. I've been looking at U of M and MSU to further continue my education at. So my options are open and I like to keep them that way. And based off how this summer goes, I will see what I'll do from there. That's awesome. Hey, if you go to MSU, you'd link up with CJ again. He's there. That's right. I, that's, <laughs> yep. It'd be perfect. Awesome. Sweet. So I have to give you a little bit of a plug. You are quite the artist. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah, I have seen a lot of your artwork, and it is amazing, man. Where did you get that love for art, and how did you get so dang good? So it's actually funny you ask that. When I was growing up, uh, through like elementary school, middle school, I hated art class. The drawing, I never had the patience for it. Um, it just seemed like a waste of time for me. But when I got to high school, I went to the Career Center, which in Billings is not an official high school, but it has a lot more... Uh, training for jobs that you can just go into straight out of high school mm -hmm. um, and I studied graphic design over there and I had a mentor and teacher Mr. Walks his name is Russell Walks and he works for Lucasfilms uh, which may be wow. a recognizable company for you Star Wars um, but he took me underneath his wing and for the two years that I was there I found a passion and love for graphic design and when I say graphic design to most I mean, that's like saying you're an artist. Not, not a lot of people knows what that is. So uh, when I think of graphic design, it's taking a whole bunch of different components, different images and compiling them together to make something that pleases the eye. So that could be anywhere from logos to marketing to advertising to movie posters. I mean, it has a, a broad spectrum that you can uh, follow under. But I had my teacher for two years um, and he kind of opened my eyes to graphic design and the, the things that the places it could take me. Uh, he was very successful. He was an independent designer and he had he made a lot of money. And of course, when you make a lot of money, it interests people. Mm -hmm. um, and then his teacher, uh, Mr. Morgan, is works at Northwest, which is the professor I have right now. So oh, that's it's cool. kind of just building my way up the ladder. So I'm teaching. I'm learning from the teacher that taught my mentor right now. Wow. So that is awesome. Yeah. Sure. That's one so, of the main reasons I'm at Northwest. That's great. So is there any way for people to buy your art that you have right now? Right now? No, I'm not selling it. I have a website uh, that I'm working on and you can see it that way, but I have not posted any for sale yet. I'm kind of, I'm still in that. I know I'm still in that amateur stage where it's, it's iffy. If I, I feel a little weird if I'm selling it. So I'm just trying to create a whole bunch of content, but within the next couple months and the summer, um, I'm probably gonna have some stuff posted up. 
that's sweet man for sure so now i want to go into your baseball and your coaching endeavor the good the good stuff <laughs> the good i mean the art's good too <laughs> but come on <laughs> um so what is your favorite memory of legion baseball that you've had Ooh, my favorite memory. Um, off the top of my head, I'd say it would have been my junior year when I was with the Royals. And we were playing Cowspell, which we were fifth seed at the time. And I believe they were two or three. So they were they were a higher seed than us. And we were down 14-2 in the bottom of the third. And we managed to come back and win the game. And that was the biggest comeback I've ever had in my life. And it all started with, uh, we were, I mean, you, the energy on the team, the, the dugout was flat. I mean, we, it seemed like we did not want to be there. And I was on the bench at the time uh, for the first three innings. And there was a foul ball that went behind and hit the backstop. And of course, being on the Royals, we win in every aspect. So you hustle to go get that foul ball before the other team does. And me and this one dude from the other team on Cowspell, kind of just stared at each other when we saw the foul ball and we both rushed at it and he was a little <laughs> bit faster than me but I got it and then he came in and he slid tackled me he tackled me from the knees and it knocked me on the ground and I got a little frustrated from that so when we both got up um, I gave him a little shoulder check and then he kind of played it off and he got knocked to the ground the, the fans were going nuts the team was going nuts the umpires were going nuts oh and, man uh, that, it sparked up the team enough to where we just rallied every single inning and we, we ended up winning that game 15, 14 in the ninth. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the biggest comeback and one of my favorite moments so far. That's awesome. And I mean, that just goes to show that it doesn't matter what game you're in. It doesn't matter how far down you are. If you have a team that believes in it, you're going to come back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what did your teams do to build that camaraderie with each other, do you think? I think it helped that with the teams that I'm playing with and the teammates that I had, um, I kind of grew up playing with them. I had some chemistry. I used to play against them in Little League and always thought they were the enemy and that we get the travel <laughs> ball and Legion and then the camaraderie and the friendship builds. Um, but... Uh, I'd say having the chemistry with my teammates before Legion even started uh, helped a lot. Even in the times that we were down, we still knew we had something up the sleeve, still a little bit of gas in the tank. And sometimes that's just what we needed to mm -hmm. uh, come forward and win the game. Definitely. So you mentioned that you've played or you would play against them at some point and with teammates. Did you yes. find that on the red side as well that you played with kids growing up and then when they went on to Legion and played for the Scarlets, you were playing against them? Yes. Uh, I had, uh, to be exact, I used to play on the Regulators 13U team. Uh, my head coach was Jason Wilcox and his uh, son, Jared Wilcox. I played all throughout Legion, but I played with them my 13-year-old year. Um, and I got to know them pretty well and know the type of player that he is. And he's a very hard worker. Um, he puts time in. Uh, had very good seasons growing up and it was an honor played against him. But uh, for that specific example, I got to know him well. I didn't know a whole bunch of the red side from previous years from previous. It was more just like I got thrown into Legion and mm -hmm. just saw him as I went, uh, made adjustments, 
but for someone like Jaron Wilcox, I got to know him. Uh, got to know what he's good at, uh, strengths and weaknesses. Everybody has them. Um, so it was a little bit of an advantage going into Legion. Of course, he would know the same about me. He played with me. and Right. He's an example from the red side. Definitely. So you mentioned that you knew Jaron's weaknesses and strengths. Was there a lot of that sharing of strengths and weaknesses of the red side, you know, on the Royals? Yeah, we, we joke about it, but uh, not a little bit. Our co- We'd listen to our coaches more. Uh, our coaches, so my freshman and sophomore year, David Swecker, junior year, I was on the Royals with Brian Benjamin, and then David Swecker came up my senior year as well. Um, but he would be in touch with these boys, and they'd be watching him. He'd be going to games, and we would be going to games too. So a lot of us would just be observing what they did those four years. Mm -hmm. and kind of building from there definitely so now I want to move on to your coaching how did you get involved in that (laughs) it cut out a little bit did you say coaching yeah I want to move into your coaching how did you get involved with that like what drew you into want to coach so I've coached Little League for three years in the past I coached with uh, my old Little League coach Brian Hunter and his son Connor Hunter one of my best friends and uh, so I've had that underneath my belt and with I've only been gone from Legion for about a year and a half, but mm-hmm. um, it's tough to hang up the cleats as a player. I made a big decision by not going to play college baseball. Um, I wanted to just focus on education, but I mean, there was always a part of me that missed the program, missed baseball, um, especially where I'm at Wyoming. There's we have the pal pioneers, but they're not the most fun to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a B and an A team. So it's just, it's not the competition that I'm used to here in Billings. Right. Um, and I overheard that Chase Hinckley was going to be the head coach of post four. And I believe Carson Klompine, a former Royal uh, shortstop was going to be the assistant coach, but due to managing and scheduling uh, with his, with his schedule, it would, it wouldn't work out. So as soon as Chase told me that I texted him on snap, I said, Hey, what do I have to do to be an assistant coach with you this year? I think this would be amazing. I'd love to get back in the program. I'd love to get these boys. Um, and all I had to do was ask, apparently. And then as soon as that happened, uh, I was welcomed with open arms. And uh, that's kind of where it all started. And ever since that happened, I've been super excited. This whole this last semester was a little tough academically for me. And all I had looking forward to was this summer with coaching mm-hmm. these boys. And I I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I think it's going to be a huge learning curve for me. I've done Little League, but it's a very different competition level than Legion. Um, So I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm very excited, but I think we'll just go with the flow, and I think it's going to work out. That's awesome, man. I'm super pumped for both of you. When I interviewed Chase and he told me that you were his assistant coach, I'm like, no way. How is that going to work? (laughs) I overheard that one. I was, I was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to get BB on here for an interview. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Excuse me. So what are you looking forward to most as a coach? What I'm looking to for most or most forward as a coach, I'd say is I love the fact, I just like to say, I love the fact that I'm coaching uh, the B team. It's the new guys. They just probably came straight from travel ball or Little League. 
Um, and I would, I feel a lot more comfortable coaching post four than if I got onto Blue Jays or Royals, just because I feel like I have a lot more I can say as a coach, these boys have gone to Little League and travel ball, and they're still working on fundamentals. Uh, they're still working on the basics in some ways. So I can help out a lot that way. And the way I see myself coaching is my main goal uh, for these players is to get them ready for the next level. Uh, that sure. way, I mean, great coaches like Coach Christina, Coach B, <laughs> Coach Bjorgams, uh, Coach Swecker. I mean, they work, they're perfect to detail. And I like to think I'm the same, but as long as I can teach them the basics, the fundamentals, the building blocks, they can take that with them all the way through the next four years of Legion Baseball. Oh, definitely. So I mean this next question with a ton of love towards Chase. Yeah. Are you going to be kind of like the, I think it's Sean McVay. He has like a bodyguard that like keeps him off the field. Are you going to be like that with Chase? Yeah. The whole back coach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, Chase is, uh, he's a very passionate player. I'll give you that. And uh, he's a very, I'll tell you, he's going to be a very passionate coach. Um, but I do think he will be able to contain himself. We are going to be playing with the same umpires that we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some chemistry from back then. But I think we're both professional enough to keep our cools. And if anything does come up, I mean, we will tackle it together. I will. There's no I don't have a filter against them. So I'll tell them exactly what I <laughs> what I see, what, what I'm hearing, how this is going to affect our team. So I don't think there's going to be many issues, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we're both new to Legion coaching, so it's going to be trial and error for both of us. Oh, for sure. I, I love Chase to death. So, I mean, that was oh, not yeah. a bad but, question at yeah, all. He's a, he's a very passionate player, and I like to think I'm a nice little middleman between the two, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice to have. But uh, at times, players do need a head coach that's, that's on them, that's passionate that's uh not always like good job i mean you, you could have done this but good job i mean participate participation points for everything and they, they do need a head coach that's sometimes on them uh, sure. which is also why i like to be the assistant coach on there he gets to deal with a lot of the scheduling um any other problems that come through the season and as the assistant coach it's nice because i mean my main job is just coach these boys to make them better uh in every aspect so um, I think he has a lot more on his plate than I do as an assistant coach and he's mm-hmm. got a lot more to deal with, but we will tackle it together. Yeah, definitely. So what, um, excuse me, you played first base a lot when you yes. were in Legion. And I, I think maybe even growing up, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong, but definitely in yes. Legion. What from your days of first base are you going to bring to the first baseman on the B team? Uh, to the first baseman on the B team, so I, I played third base growing up in Little League and travel ball, and uh, I actually didn't play first base until I got to Legion because when I came to the Legion tryouts, there were six boys at third base and two of them at first base. And the six boys, I mean, they were athletic. They were fundamental. I, I told myself after that first day, I was like, okay, so – I got to I got to get a position that I mean is needed. So I talked to Jet Braley and I let him borrow he let me borrow his first basement for the Legion tryouts. And I learned first base within those 2 weeks at Legion and I fell in love with it. Uh, but what I would tell the uh, the players on the post four B team what I'm going to bring to the table um, is especially I was always I always had a good sight, a good view of picking baseballs off the ground. Uh, 
when you think of first base, the ball does come to you every single, I mean, not every single, but there's a lot of plays to be made at first base. Uh, mm -hmm. Infielders throwing it to you. So you also have to know your infielders. You have to know their arm. You have to know how far, I mean, their range. Um, it's, it's a big judging game. So I would bring, uh, especially with foot placement as well. I, I coached a lot of uh, some first, some little leaguers last year. And they didn't really know how to play first base. They would play super close to the base. They would have no range. Um, when they go to the base, they put the wrong foot on. And then they didn't know how to stretch towards the ball. Um, a lot of people I saw last year with Blue Jays when I was playing Royals my senior year, uh, they had a good they had a good stretch, but they would stretch out way too early for the ball to a point where if they if the infielder threw a cross body to them they would stand no chance of catching it. Mm -hmm. So I would just working, I would just work on them with field view, knowing your infielders, knowing what plays they can make and trying to get as much range as possible at first base, because the second baseman can only do too, so much. The corner infielders are supposed to be working the infield. They're moving at all points. They got a lot of range to cover. So if the first baseman and the third baseman can get just as much range, it's going to be that much easier for everybody. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a reason why I know they don't call first base the hot corner, but they call third base the hot corner. Right, right. So <laughs> I, sure. I work with I'm, I'm looking forward to work with both both of the corner infielders. That's awesome. Um, so another thing that I want to ask you is Legion B technically does not have a state tournament. Right. Do you think that they should implement one? I do. And I think one of the, the main reasons uh, they don't have one is lack of competition. And I think that's something that's just going to be building over the next couple of years. Obviously, obviously, a lot of towns across Montana are being populated uh, rapidly mm -hmm. right now. So I think uh, the more people get an interest for baseball, um, there's going I think it's inevitable. They're going to get to a point where they have enough teams where they're going to make a state tournament. I just don't think we're there yet. Um, as a B team, but I wish they did have it, honestly, because as a player, looking back in my days, um, that was all we were looking forward to. I mean, the whole year conference was one thing, but as soon as we got to state, I mean, it was like, this is it. This is everything right. we've worked for. Um, so it is a little weird not having one because then, especially because there's no conference games as well. Um, so we have to establish priorities in different areas. Um, but I do think within the next couple of years, I think a state tournament will be implemented. That would be awesome for sure. Cause I mean, just like you said, with a and AA, there are state tournaments. And right. Kind of give them a little bit of their foot in the door, whatever you want to call it to have that ability to have one for the BC. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think the more people that get interested in it and especially uh, the B team is not always, there's A teams and AA teams across the state, but the B team is, usually some programs stop at the A level and don't go any lower. Right. So I think the more people that get interested and the more players that these programs are going to be seeing rolling in, uh, they're going to want to implement a B team. And as soon as there's enough, I feel like the B teams are going to come together and they're going to say, Hey, we really want to stay tournament. We have enough people. We have enough players. We have enough teams. Um, and I think they're going to come to a compromise and be able to implement it into the uh, schedule. And, and then, I'd be, I'm excited to see the day that that happens, but unfortunately it's not this season. No. So you and Chase have very big holes to fill with yes. Cody. 
leaving. Yes, we are, we are the young bucks. <laughs> um, how are you guys going to deal with that? Because I mean, Cody was great with the B team. He was, he was, and uh, he did a great job. I watched him last year coach uh, out at Musburger, and he was a very hands-on coach. And I think from a coaching standpoint, everybody, every coach has a different coaching style. Uh, for me, I like to observe and uh, away from the field. So one thing that I'd say as a player I never liked was as a coach, if you made an error or if you made a mistake, which is going to happen, everyone does it. Mm -hmm. um, I never believed that shouting at them from the dugout was saying, hey, what, like, what happened? Get your glove down. I never thought that was an encouraging thing to do because, right. first of all, everyone's looking at you because the, everyone's looking at the ball. So mm. everyone saw you made that mistake. You know you made that mistake. So internally, you already feel defeated. Um, so one thing that I like to think is I've I've been in I've been in those shoes. I've been the player. I'm only a year and a half out of the program, uh, so I can take my relatability uh, and relate it to the team. So instead of yelling uh, across the field at them, I wait till they're in the dugout and I ask them like, what happened? How, how would we make this better? Here's what I saw. Uh, I don't know how, how the way you saw it, but uh, this is how we're going to fix this. But it's away from everybody. Uh, we take it one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's a lot more efficient that way. Oh, definitely. Definitely for sure. So another question I have is, you know, especially at the A level, the Blue Jays are playing Glenn Dive, which are 18 and 19-year-olds. Laurel, which is always a powerhouse. Yep. And Sydney sometimes has good teams. And, you know, they're just good teams at the A level that are playing 18 and 19-year-olds. Do you right. think that our A level and our B team should be playing, like, Great Falls, Bozeman, Missoula, their respective level of A and B teams? Yeah, I do. Uh, even if they sometimes – I mean, Bozeman, my – senior year they always have the super seniors there's always the programs that are known to have a good name royals have a good name uh the billings teams the bozeman teams um so if we do having those differences in skill levels um i think it either makes it the players better or the players worse so obviously we want to play uh some teams that are going to be better than us mm -hmm. uh and that's good <laughs> that's that means we're getting better we see different competition so mm -hmm. i think the more teams even if um there's we're supposed to be the underdog if they're supposed to be the underdog i think it's still healthy for us and it benefits us because we get to see the other competition that the state has to offer uh because mm -hmm. as a as a player if, if you're saying like oh man i really don't want to play bozeman they're really good uh as soon as you play them you're going to be able to see how good they are and you're going to be like okay how are they that good and as soon as that happens the thought process kicks in you want to get better uh but playing teams that would be easily mercy ruled or just be close games. Um, I don't think that has the biggest benefit all the time. I definitely think playing stronger competition uh, is an advantage point. And I say that because when I played travel ball, my 13 and 14 year old years, we went to Colorado, we went to Las Vegas, we went to Washington, mm -hmm. we went to Idaho. We went, I mean, we saw tons of competition. I think uh, the fact that we did that shaped my whole group that I played with mm -hmm. uh, going forward into the Legion program. Definitely. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. So Montana High School Association is looking at adding baseball as a high school sport. Do you yes. think that's a good idea too? 
I think, well, I think it's, I'll say it's nice because that means baseball is getting recognized more. Uh, mm-hmm. That That's always a plus, but uh, it's an iffy situation with Legion right now. I'll tell you that just because, I mean, there it's going to be in a situation, if they get it working and it's proficient, I feel one of the pros is a lot more people are going to be able to play because right now mm-hmm. we have five high schools in Billings. Uh, we have six teams. So if we had Legion and senior high, I mean, we'd have an 11 total teams of baseball within Billings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think dividing that out so much will bring down the level of competition for Billings, because especially for me, uh, my the boys that I grew up with and that I played with for Legion, uh, if we had a senior high team, it would have not it would have not been nearly as good if we didn't have the Skyview boys that we did on our Legion team. So mm-hmm. um, I do think it incorporates more players that want to play. Um, but I do think the level of competition will be decreased. And I mean, obviously if you're picking and choosing one, one side or the other, it's going to have to be like, like if, if Legion is still uh profound and it's like hey i want to go play for legion like they're better than high school i mean it's going to be either way one side is going to be worse or better than the other so i do think that's going to be a problem uh with incorporating mhsa high school baseball um but from my standpoint as well that's just from a competition standpoint from a general standpoint i do think it's great just because they're incorporating more people there's gonna more players are gonna have a chance to play baseball right well, I mean, it's just like last year. I can't remember how many of the Royals cut, but they cut a bunch of players. Right. Yes. And if we had high school baseball, they could say, okay, I didn't make the Royals. I can go play for senior Skyview, wherever they go to high school. Right. It gives them more options, which I think is good. Yeah. And then if they have a really good year in high school ball, they could try out again for Legion and maybe make it next year. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's good. I just don't know what they'll do with it. I mean, there's, I think, 47 states that have both. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so. I, I guarantee there's going to be some learning curves along the way and there's going to be some troubles. But uh, if more players are allowed to play, I I think it's a good idea. And then I think it's just from a Legion standpoint, obviously, it's different competition. But I mean, we have the Halos and we have travel teams. So, I mean, we're not new to competition. Uh, so I think there'll be a there's going to be a way that they're going to manage to play it side by side. But uh, from Legion being the dominant program in Montana and Wyoming, and we're the mm-hmm. Montana Alberta League, so parts of Canada, um, I think it's just going to be a major shift to help share the playing field, so to say. Definitely. So you mentioned the travel teams just yes. now. And Cody last year, I think, scheduled quite a few travel ball teams to play the B team. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a good idea or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think it was a good idea just because the more, like I said before, I think the more uh, teams that will give competition to the B team, uh, the better. You're giving more chances to players to finally play the game that they love at a level that they love. Uh, so I think that was a great idea. And I, I'm only 25 minutes away from Cody and, and Pal, so I went to go see him at some of their games this summer. I went to go see some of the Pal Pioneers. Um, I played on the Cody uh, baseball field in Cody. I loved it. It has this super cool ravine that just 
as soon as it hits outfield it over the fence, it just drops off. So if you hit it out, I mean, it's into the ravine. It's, it's a great place to play. Um, the Cody Cubs are good competition. Uh, they're probably, I'd say, the best in Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think uh, a program like Cody has is well within its rights to, uh, with especially with the travel teams, to uh, get together, get some private organizations going, and play some of these teams from Billings to, of course, further their level in uh, progression just because Billings has a renowned name for baseball compared to uh, other cities around the state. Definitely. I mean, um, the other towns in, I think, that have double A that are good in Wyoming are Gillette and Cheyenne. I think they both might have double A, though. Yeah, and uh, Sheridan as well. Oh, yeah, Sheridan, too. Yep. Yeah. I think they all have double A, but they're all really good in baseball, too. Yeah. For sure. So another thing, I was looking at your Instagram today as I sent you the link. You yes. have a pretty dang sweet car. Yeah, that's my uh, chick magnet. It's a uh, 1967 Ford 500 Galaxy. It's a convertible, and it's uh, it's like that factory color turquoise. Uh, and we actually bought it here in town. My my dad's a, a car guy, and I'd like to consider myself the same. And we saw it, and it was a decent price, and it was kind of beat up. And uh, we knew we had to get it, and we took summers and months to fully restore that thing we replaced the interior i mean we did we worked on that thing top to bottom but it's it's a nice ride to have in the summer i'll tell you that i was gonna say you don't get a whole lot of riding in on it in days like this do you yeah no it's it's sitting in the garage right now i wouldn't dare take it out in the snow no no that thing is way too pretty it's awesome yeah so what was it like to, you know, you said you had to kind of refurbish it. What was it like to do that with your dad? It was fun. It was uh, until I got that car. My my father also bought, uh, my brother has a 1967 uh, Mercury Cougar. It's that black, it look, kind of looks like a men in black car. Oh, that's that, awesome. Like, uh, chic and uh, discreet, but they both got 390 engines. And I saw, I worked on it a little bit growing up. And as soon as I got my own, uh, especially with my dad, he knows a lot about cars. I got to know, it's funny you mentioned that because before <laughs> we uh, set this interview up, I was replacing the thermostat on my Jeep. So I was just down in the garage getting my, all my hands dirty and stuff. Uh, but uh, it's, he, he taught me a lot about cars and how to fix them, how to work with them, how to, how to drive them. So it's a very fun thing as a father to son thing to have. Uh, and I, I cherish it. And now, I mean, the pros to that is I, I can look at cars before I take it to the auto shop. It's just oh, instead definitely. of saying, hey, the check engine lights on, like, look at it. I can run my own diagnostics report and see what's happened, see if I can figure it out myself. Because at the same time, it is a lot cheaper if you mm-hmm. do it yourself. Uh, so that's always a plus. That's awesome. That's so cool. So my final thing here is your mom does a lot of work with breast cancer awareness. Yes. What made her want to get into that and do that so heavily and so well? Yes. So she has done this certain event for the last 14 years, and it's called the Susan G. Komen three-day breast cancer walk. And what that is, is it's 60 miles broken up in three days, so 20 miles a day. And it's thousands of people in these big events. uh, And they walk to fundraise money to end breast cancer. And how that all started was uh, when I was much younger, 
um, my aunt JJ, which was my mom's brother's wife, uh, she unfortunately passed due to breast cancer and it kind of shocked the whole family. And from there we've had, I've had some more aunts that have passed away from breast cancer, but uh, she's always been, my mom has always been the loving person to, if she can do something about it, she'll do something about it. And uh, ever since then, she's been walking every single year with a group of gals, uh, a group of family that it's team for you, JJ. That's her team year, every name. And uh, she loves to do it. And I just asked her the other day how much she's raised. Cause I was like, Hey mom, I mean, how, how much did you raise ever since these 14 years? And the total so far is $296,000 towards breast cancer. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. So yeah, she cool. is. She is an amazing woman and she's very dedicated. And now that she's, she recently retired, my parents both did, uh, but they're just, of course, being retired, you get bored. So, <laughs> I mean, they look for stuff to do and they want to get back to the community. And this is something that she has fun with every single year. And I support her in every way. And I think it's great that she's doing it, but uh, it's very encouraging to see that from a mother figure, especially uh, she's uh, she's uh, not having, I, I don't know, I'm not going to say this. She's not having a lot to do. So it's great that she's, she's doing something good with her time and she wants to do something good with the time. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, you've had great family support throughout all your Legion and now into your graphic design in college. What has it meant to have their support through everything? It's meant everything. Uh, it's, it's the fact that no matter what I do and what I've done so far, I mean, I've done great things in the Legion program and then I'm trying my best to college. But at the end of the day, I got, a I got family and friends that I can rely on. It's going to be okay. I, I got them to fall back on for them for, to ask them for advice, for help. Uh, everybody's got their, everybody's got problems and everybody's got their bad days. So it's always nice having something that I can fall back onto. That's awesome, man. Well, Hey, thank you so much for coming on to this today. I've had a blast talking to you and catching up and. Of course, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Good luck with your future endeavors in college and graphic design and art and just kicking butt. <laughs> I appreciate it. And, and, uh, Good luck with the rest. I love what you're doing with the uh, interviews and the shows. And I hope this uh, people keep listening to it and you get your uh, channel popping even further. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. You have a great rest of your day, baby. Hey, you too, Miss. Appreciate it. All right.